throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show that presents ideas for you to ponder, maybe disagree with, but hopefully things that are definitely worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell. I am here with my co-host, uh, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis, uh, naturopathic doctor extraordinaire. Hello, Gord. I love what you're just going to laugh at that. <laughs> uh, I've been practicing the French accent for so long. Um, <laughs> tonight's show has been recorded earlier in the week, so there is no phone in tonight. Uh, but we can be reached by email at info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, tonight's show uh, is called Remembering 1111. First of all, in honor of Remembrance Day and Veterans Day for all the women and men who have and continue to serve with our armed forces. Um, now, today is actually, we're doing this on Monday, the 8th of November, is Indigenous Veterans Day. Oh, really? Um, I had no yes. idea. Yes. I'm, I'm that's very disappointed. A lot of people I, don't I'm, know. Yeah, I'm very disappointed I didn't know about this. I find it, you know what, I find it fascinating because 12,000 Indigenous people who we have treated very badly yes. um, fought on our behalf wow. uh, in, the, in the World Wars. Uh, they also fought in the War of 1812 on the side of the British and Canadian yes. forces, you right. know, against the Americans. Um, that was sort of the last time, actually, we needed the armed forces to defend Canadian soil on our actual soil. It was back in 1812. Um, you know, it's, it's just that we don't think of it as being so, you know, completely, you know, arms uh, bearing. They've played a huge role in the, in the pandemic time, one with the ordering and the distribution of the vaccines across the country, a rather large one. Um, but also, they were brought in to some of the long-term care homes that they basically lost control of. You know, the people that were living there and the people who were dying there, unfortunately, all the elders. Uh, and they brought in the military and they cleaned it up and, you know, sort of got into, into line. But they also then opened up our eyes to a lot of stuff. So, you know, hats off to them. They played absolutely, pretty, thankfully, yes. pretty important roles. Um, so, uh, remember say. What do you, uh, Veterans Day, what do you remember about it growing up? Well, it was something that my family always had. We had, you know, the poppies. We basically would go to a service that was an, in Calgary at the a place called the Jubilee Auditorium. I think it still exists. And there would be, um, you know, I remember as a kid, just various speeches and then we would go somewhere else. It was typically freezing uh, outside and there would be the laying of the wreaths. Um, at, um, I, it's, I'm embarrassed to actually say I don't remember the monuments where these wreaths were laid in Calgary, <laughs> but they were there. And right. my, um, you know, my parents, because they are European and, you know, had a direct result or d direct influence by the uh, World War II, you know, my father being Greek and Greece was Nazi occupied. My mother grew up in Wales and Wales was, they were near a port city of Swansea that was bombed by the Nazis. So for her, you know, they grew up in very different 
circumstances, but mm. also uh, really imprinted and uh, affected by by the war. So, you know, being immigrants coming to Canada, like so many did after the war, this was a, a place where, you know, you had this uh, freedom, but also never to forget. I mean, my parents, my mother to this day, she used to, she didn't like black and white films. She still doesn't. And uh, also black and white pictures, mostly black and white films, because it would remind her of the reels in the beginning right. of the movies. Right. My father, you know, had a very different circumstance where uh, very, very impoverished in a Greek village. And again, because the Nazis were occupied, he witnessed a tremendous amount of violence and suffering and huge trauma. Mm. He was a boy, young boy, both yeah, my parents, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, that's what that's what I remember around... I mean, I gave you a bit more information, Gord, but Remembrance Day, we were, my siblings and I, it was something my parents made sure that we were aware of. And if we're out at a restaurant now, and there happen to be some uh, veterans sitting in the restaurant, my father will often take pay for their lunch. My parents will pay for the tab. They will ask the really? waitress. Really? I think that's great. Yeah. They'll yeah. just all say, can you give me the tab? And my parents will pay for the veterans lunch or whatever it is, which is beautiful. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people wouldn't even think to do something like that, you know? Uh, and that's why Remembrance Day is just so vitally important. It is. You know, it really is because we're, you know, there's sort of a saying in, in you know, in just life that the further away you are from something, the more we forget about it, <clears throat> you know? And, and I think that, you know, when I was growing up, um, it was a statutory holiday. Right, and so you had the day off. You know, did you I have the day off? I think we did too. I think I think okay. so. And when I was much younger, but then it changed. But I meant to ask you, what about what was it like for you? Because you were here in Ontario. I was in Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was big because uh, you know the big one was my my uh, grandfather was killed uh, in the war. Uh, okay. He fought in both wars, and uh, there's you know sort of a, a rather. I mean, he was and he was shot in both wars. You know, uh, wow. he. You know, they they received this is of course I'm not there. My mother was, and my mother's young, uh, and it, it's really helped me over the last while as I've found all of my grandfather's military records and his hospitalization records in France and so on. Um, but he uh, uh, was was first of all listed as as missing in action, MIA, and. They had this horrible, you know, then they got a KIA killed in action. Wow. And, you know, nobody, no nothing, uh, only to have him actually walk through their front door. What? You know, they basically a buried shock. him. I bet and, that was uh, such a, a shock. Total, 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 total shock. Uh, so this is, he walked through the front door returning to Canada. Returning to Canada. Wow. Yeah. Now, he had been going back and forth and back and forth between... Because, you know, back then we were British citizens. We weren't Canadians. Yes, yes. We were Canadian Brits, you know, whatever. Scott, we were Scottish. Uh, 48th Highlanders. That was my, my grandfather. Uh, this is on my mother's side. And then b- both my father and his brother were 48th Highlanders. Uh, so, you know, they carry a big tradition in, uh, in my family. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was just a huge thing. And then he died. You know, he comes in, he walks through the front door. He's, he's home there just trying to breathe again. And, you know, all of a sudden, and then he finally dies, you know. So, How long had he been back in Canada before he died? Uh, I don't think it's very long. I think it's only a few months. It's less than a year. Wow. You know. Wow. Um, now, 
it's all, it's from then until uh, you know. I always wonder why my mother was just so crazy, you know, about mm-hmm. about us doing Remembrance Day because it was a holiday, but we had to go to uh, any of the cenotaphs, the outdoor services. Uh, we watched the Ottawa thing, um, and before we could go outside, everybody else is outside playing. Yeah, it was probably cold. But it was still a day off school, you know, um, which varied on November 11th. Uh, but we had to, we had to go through all of this. Well, you know, this was my mother's grieving period with her sons um, uh, for her father, who only actually, which I didn't realize, died 10 years before I was born. And in that 10 years, she'd lost her father. Her mother had remarried, who she did not get along with. And she left home to marry. And now she's got a kid. Right. After a number of miscarriages, yeah, massive changes, massive. massive, massive changes. So this was a this was her connection back to her her life, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really only now that I'm beginning to understand that. Um, I just thought she was just crazy woman. At least it's like, oh no, remember Day's coming up, you know. Put your kilt on. <laughs> she's she's probably listening now and thinking, yeah, see, that's that's what it was about. Well, exactly, exactly. Right. You know, she's she's moved on. Uh, she died uh, quite a while ago now with my father. They both died, uh, but it's uh, yeah, so it's a Remembrance Day for that of them too. You know, uh, yes. So I've I've been able to to get this entire package together, and I mailed it to my last surviving uncle, who's ninety four years old. Uh, it's her, it's about his dad, and uh, fantastic. They couldn't figure out how to make download it and all that kind. Of, and I thought at ninety four. You know, whatever's happening, then I'll probably not know what to do either. So, uh, yeah, so him and his wife, uh, hopefully they've received it. I haven't heard of them. But, uh, where, you know, are they, then, where are they, Gordon? Uh, they're up north in okay. Ontario. Yeah, okay. they're up north. Not that far. Um, the, uh, the other one was then, of course, an uncle that uh, was killed. He was a paratrooper, and it was considered to be Canada's greatest peacetime tragedy when he was, you know, he was sergeant at arms running a... Uh, uh, paratrooping exercise when the wind blew them off course and uh, eight of them died. They drowned. And he was one of them, uh, which was really tragic. You know? mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I was only about 14 then, but massive military, military funeral, like, like I've never seen before, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't see my grandfather's obviously, you know, but right. when they, when they do it, they do it well. <laughs> That's yeah. what I got to say, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, then my, I had another uncle, my dad's brother, who, who was, um, uh, he took care of the veterans for the, for the Toronto Fire Department. He was a, a, a big, big wig with the fire department. And then when he stepped down, he stayed on as sort of their, their veterans affairs. <laughs> you know, he went to all the funerals and, you know, did all that kind of stuff. So it's been, uh, yeah, pretty so interesting. Yeah, it was quite, quite um, you know, a big part of your, of your life in, in a way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. On some, on some level, right? Yeah, and you know what? I'm really grateful for that. You know. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I really understand it, and then of course I traveled a lot and went to places which made all this stuff come alive. You know. That's what that's what happens. I mean, you know, I was mentioning to you before we started that I watched this film last night on Netflix called The Forgotten Battle, and I found it to be disturbing, but also really wonderful film just around you know, Holland and, and Belgium and, and really what was involved in, in liberating, you know, those countries. 
but the 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 humanity of the people, the bravery and the courage is just remarkable. And the suffering, of course, you know, we we can't yeah. we cannot forget the suffering of not only you know the millions of people that that died in in the camps and were shot elsewhere, yeah. but also the the soldiers, right? And the families, oh, the, the families of the soldiers, the, the underground people, so many people that were involved and were needed, were absolutely necessary. Yeah. Well, I think I told you that when I was in Amsterdam, that I would meet this family who, you know, took me under their wing and, uh, you know, were my, my Amsterdam mom and dad. And at family dinners and everything, it always began with a salute to the Canadians because Canada was the liberating army. Um, uh, for for the Netherlands, right. you know, from the Nazis. Right. Yes. And of course, I would feel like very uncomfortable because I had nothing to do with it, you know. But it was yeah. a tribute to my my folk, yeah. my grandfather and and to my father and so on, uh, who was like underage, by the way, when he enlisted. That's how so, big the second. So, World so War many was. of them were. They were just kids. They were totally kids. kids, you know, unbelievable, you know. So, anyways, uh, but it was always such such an honor to. To know that, you know, we're just held in such high esteem, you know, for, for liberating. Because uh, the more I traveled through Europe and the more that everything came to life and go to concentration camps and, and so on, it's like, we can't ever forget. And I'm really worried right now that we're going to forget. You know, yeah, all this crazy people that's going on is we're moving further and further away from remembering how awful human beings can be. Our shadow, our darkness. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not being yeah. negative. I don't, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be a realist that says, wake up, folks. We yeah. really need to either get the spiritual peace under our belt or we're, it's it. You know, we're, we're well, just going and, to move and, into repeating that history. Yes. And, and, and Gord, everything you're saying is very valid. I think that, again, this speaks to the leadership or lack thereof or the Absolutely. type of leadership because maybe it's not a lack; it's that there's leadership, but it it doesn't serve for awareness. It doesn't it doesn't promote the leadership that we have? Mostly, I find is that it awareness is not promoted. It's not no. supported. You know, humanity. No, because it's not it's, it's, because they're narcissists. Yeah, it's about yeah. them and power. Exactly. So so you know, you know, there's that there's that difference between power and force. And I yeah. think that also when people don't have awareness and, they, and they're not living to understand how to take responsibility, how to be accountable, then it just keeps getting perpetuated. And then, and then people reach for the past and think that, oh, those were better days, or I'm mm-hmm. going to blame these people for my problems and my poverty and my, not even poverty, just my, my suffering. Because we celebrate success as in, you know, you have five BMWs. And, you know, not, not how conscious you are, right? Well, exactly. Right. What am I going to do with five What is success? What is success? You know? Well, that's, yeah. That's, you know, I think, I think there's a, the, the other dangerous piece of, other than the success piece and the, the me piece um, is, uh, I, I totally flew out of my mind, uh, but there's oh. a really big piece. <laughs> Don't you just love when that happens? You can tell we're working with a script there, folks. Um, (laughs) We're in a nice free flow, and I just totally blanked out. Um, It'll come back. It'll come back. It will. It will come back. But, um, oh, yes, yes. The most dangerous thing is when people in authority use names for people, whether it's racist, sexist, orientation, 
uh, uh, you know, national origin, whatever, when they become only that name, then we dehumanize. And that's yes. exactly what we have learned from what happened when, yeah. with Hitler and the Jews was to dehumanize them, dehumanize exactly. the Roma, dehumanize exactly. the homosexual communities. Uh, well, even that, when we go back in cultures where there's a caste system, you know, you someone when we look at human beings as as there's people, and it's also white supremacy. All of the layers of yes. you know, there's there's these people, and then there's those people, and those people are less than those people. Yes, yeah, and right. that just that just subhumanizes them. Exactly, and it's really easy to start getting rid of them. Yeah, because you don't. You know, you don't. You that's don't what concerns think- me the most. And I'm not saying like, like our prime minister is in that boat at all. However, I think a certain president was and continues to be as he keeps, tries to stay in the spotlight. But there, that's a very dangerous place to be. You know, and I think we need to be aware of that. Like, what are we remembering here? Not the fact that people died. What we're remembering is the, the atrocity that human beings are capable of creating. I think that's yes. what we need to remember here. Yes. You know, uh, but that's only my two cents. So, and I can barely rub them together <laughs> ever since we got rid of pennies here in Canada. <laughs> in terms of rubbing two pennies together, I think we together and disappear for two minutes because we're going to stop and take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Uh, We're talking about Remembrance Day and Veterans Day. Now, the armistice was signed on 11-11. 
at 11 in the morning. We have to come back and talk to that, all right? But I think before I go there, I want to talk us to talk about how we create memories. Hmm. Nice, that's, beautiful, yeah. Because it's really important to understand why we actually have these rituals in our society. Uh, why, do we, why do we want to remember something that was so awful? And it's because we'll do it again. That really, you know, that proverbial, you know, what we don't, rem- what we don't, or what we forget, we're, you know, condemned to remember kind of thing. You know, right. uh, memories are actually, they're pretty interesting. Uh, and it requires a lot of work to actually have a memory. I believe that. I think that I think that there's uh, a lot that goes on with memories that we are not even aware of, you know, memories that stay in the body and, uh, you know, sort of are stored energetically as well, not just consciously. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, part of part of sleeping is where we sort that out. And the brain makes a decision as to, you know, what what we're going to, uh, uh, you, know, sl- you know, keep as memory and what's going to be let go of. Because, you know, as we're sitting here, you know, we're taking in so much information, literally mm-hmm. billions of pieces of information. And our brain's making a decision as to, yeah, all right, we already got that part, you know. <laughs> and and it's, it's making a very, very different, different uh, uh, decisions and so on than maybe what we even are aware of, you know. Um, you know, the process to acquire it, to store it, to retain it, and later to retrieve it, you know, that's, that's, that's more than my computer does most days. Um, <laughs> uh, there's like three, three processes in memory. One is it has to be encoded, you know, and that is everything around that, including the emotional impact. That's, that's a big one we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the storage and the retrieval, those are the three components, the major processes that take part. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was the ability to both preserve and to recover information that we've learned or that we've experienced. I mean, that's right. just, you know, huge. It's part of our ability to concentrate. Did you know that? Well, it makes sense to me in terms of, you know, having memory to concentrate because if we are functioning or doing something on a task, even if it's meditation, you know, I think that there is, you know, a memory to me is very mysterious because there's oh, a yeah. kind of an ex- complexity to it, but it's also, you know, it really plays with time. So I think that that's fascinating when it comes to memory and comes, especially when it becomes uh, related to PTSD as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? It plays a huge role in all yeah, that. Exactly. And, and the fact that, you know, as you said, the body stores the memory. It does. So it's, it's actually, especially trauma, it's in our bodies yeah. and we're not even aware. No, you know, it just like if it comes out of our into our head and our mouth and okay, fine, you know, I remember it. But meanwhile, it's coming up from the back of my leg, you know, or in my my calf muscles where I hold stress or stuff like that. You know, exactly. people people aren't really happy when you say that it's part of your ability to concentrate because it sounds very parental. Concentrate, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a teacher. It does. It does. Or or pay attention. (laughs) That's why oh, I like the word yeah. focus, you know, our ability to focus on it, you know, come yeah. from that, uh, that part of us, okay? Uh, so in order to begin to have that, first of all, we need to be engaged. Mm-hmm. We have to be present. Mm-hmm. We have to actually be there, you know. Uh, if we're not really interested, we're not going to have much of a memory recall. No, and I think, I think the biggest thing is, you know, either there's something that has um, – 
it, I don't know, maybe Gord, what do you think of this? I, I was going to say around a sense of extreme, whether it's significant pain or significant joy. And I think maybe the memory of joy fades a little easier than the memory of pain, but I'm not sure. Well, what you, what's um, your thought what on you're, that? What you're saying is, is actually where we're heading on this, and that is the emotional attachment that goes to the event, right. you know, uh, because it's our emotions. So when we talk about doing, for instance, goal planning and goal achieving, you know, visualizations is just watching yourself get your Lamborghini. Uh-uh. It's not going to do it. It just doesn't send anything out. You know, but see yourself on your new sailboat, feel the wind, feel the water, feel, feel, feel. What does your tummy feel like? What are your legs feel? You know, like every, you have to really embody that feeling. Yeah. And then you're actually embodying the vision. Yeah. Because also, you you know, we know that that's part of the. A, a, like attraction and and the vibration that's there, the state that we're in, and like attracts like. But I think the the other part is is really that sense of, you know, um, I remember wrote memory, you know, memorizing things for exams, things like anatomy or um, just you know quick like the things. Tables. And it would the be it tables. would be gone. It would just be gone. At least for me, I couldn't like yeah. origin and insertion of muscles and tendons. I never really, I didn't care about it. I really didn't care about it. I wasn't that interested, and so it was really hard for me to try to study for those kinds of exams because I found you know sure tendons, muscles, fascinating, but I it was just to memorize where exactly where a muscle inserted or was originating from. That to me, I had no interest. So I, really, I, really. I found it, and then it would leave. I would have it for literally a couple of hours, and then it was gone. So you could cram? I could cram. Okay, yeah. But I'd have a to empty. I'd be like, oh, it's gone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't care about your muscle system. <laughs> well, I do care about the muscular system. It it's was just, the specific the detail yeah. of origin and insertion. Those are so... And, and for me, I, I just didn't find... it. Maybe if I was studying to be an orthopedic surgeon, that would be very, very important. That would important. be important. Very yes. important, right? But <laughs> exactly. It, but, and massage therapy and like all of this, but Arthritis, I just, yes. physio, but I just, I just didn't really care that much about origin and insertion that I thought general is good, but those details, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly, exactly how we are with anything. You know, if we're really not into it, then we're not going to have a great memory about it, you know, at all. And that's, again, why ritual then plays such an important role. So if you look at the ritual of Remembrance Day, first of all, you have, you know, with, with the, the trumpet, the taps that's being played. You yeah, know, beautiful. I mean, that just, you know, starts it and it also finishes uh, mm. the, the period of silence, however yeah. long that might be. The uniforms, uh, the mass pipes and drums, you know. Uh, I can remember being in Scotland and I was at Edinburgh Castle during the festival where they have the military tattoo. And I went to it at night and you're sitting there in the, like in this, this uh, parade area and it goes very dark. And all you hear is the one bagpipe beginning to, you know, the drone filling up. And, and then oh, I just got the, chills the, from you even saying that. 
you know, the doors open and like 500 pipes and drums just came out and just came down the parade area. It was like, oh my God, I'll fight for Scotland. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, it was, you know, and again, I was just like, so I see it in my eyes, you know, in my mind's eye. Well, and you feel, you probably felt that. I mean, even your description, if I close my eyes, I can sort of really get a sense of what that might've been like. For me, the silence is very powerful. That two minutes of silence, even as a kid, even though maybe I didn't really fully appreciate the importance of that, I always found the silence very powerful. Yeah. Most of us don't like silence. (laughs) I just always liked it. I I just always found it so interesting that there was suddenly, you know, in school, everybody just stopped. We just stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And I thought it was so important. You know, well, they still do it through older, the city, right? you know? Yeah. They still do it through the city. Yeah, you know, which is fantastic. The stops and the buses stop and the subway, all that kind of stuff. I just yeah. think it's fantastic for those two minutes. I do, too. I do, know? too. Um, the laying of the wreaths with the issues, you said yes. you remember that. Yes, you know? I do. So that that was impactful for you, uh, from the dignitaries to sort of old the old veterans uh, and the Silver Cross Mother. I had never seen that before. I, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's, a, that's at the sure. national. That's at the national level. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. the cenotaph in Ottawa. There's okay. one one woman who lost a ch- child or five, you know, during the war. Uh, is usually chosen to to lay a wreath, and uh, they're 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 referred to as silver cross mothers because I okay. guess they they get a silver cross. You know, the poppy. Mm. Yes, you know, this. Uh, the poem in Flanders Field. The Flanders Field. That is. It's it's such a. It's such a riveting and so profound, such a beautiful, oh, beautiful poem. That was written in the First World War uh, yes. in, uh, by Lieutenant Colonel John McRae. He was a Canadian physician, and yes. uh, he was inspired to write it in 1915 after presiding over the funeral for a friend and fellow soldier, uh, Lieutenant Helmer, who died in the Second Battle of uh, Ypres. Um, but, you know, what we're, what we're going around, we sort of said it, though, is emotions the stronger the feeling the stronger the memory yes you know that's what that's what ties it in you know now you you said it you know uh bad or good mm-hmm. you know is it really only really sad things we remember or is it really really happy ones well interestingly really really happy ones are the least uh believable when say for instance it comes to being a uh uh a, uh, you know, somebody who's, who's uh, in a court, for instance, as a witness, you know, the problem with really, really good memories is they have a tendency to be embellished. <laughs> Interesting. Whereas, more so yeah. than, more so than um, painful than, ones or. Than painful ones. Painful ones are much more reliable and are, uh, you know, easier to get information around. Well, that's quite Verifiable fascinating, actually. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, it is. It is. You know, when we talk about emotions, you know, a teacher once said to me, uh, either make them laugh or make them cry, but make them feel something if you want them to remember. That's, that's a what really I wise. That's a, yeah. <laughs> crying. <laughs> crying. No no, 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 I make them laugh and then I come in and it make them cry. Uh, well, you know, th- I think this boom, is boom. so important because I always found that learning, I mean, I know from my learning, at least the, the teachers and the people that I learned the most from and, you know, people that I worked with and, and uh, mentors were people that usually for me um, made it fun. 
there was, you know, yep. laughter, there was inclusiveness. The ones, I still remember ones that were a little scary and mean, but but <laughs> they were people that I didn't want to be around. And it was a sense of, you know, I want nothing to do with that teacher or that, you know, person. But the people that were making it fun and still with, um, you know, sharing the wisdom and me- and helping me get challenged in myself. Those were the memories I remembered the most. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this woman, she really challenged me, uh, <laughs> but she, uh, she really did. Uh, the one who, who said that to me, but she was also the one uh, who spent hours and hours and hours of her own time getting me ready for my auditions to get into university, mm. you know, to go into right. fine arts. Right. So, right. so she cared Maya, a lot. She cared a lot. She yeah. cared a lot. Yeah. Maya Angelou who's one of my yes. favorites, uh, yes. bless her soul. She said that people may not remember uh, what you did and they may not remember what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yes. And so I, true. That was so, so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. It's like, just be kind, <laughs> you know, be kind. Just, you know, look at someone in the eye, just connect. And, and you know, yeah. when we slow down in that way, it's very different it's a very different experience. It's a totally different experience. You know, it's for everybody. Yeah. You know, whether it's the person on the side of the street that wants to, you know, wash your windshield and they have nothing, just being able to say, I see you through, you know, eye contact. Absolutely. The kids you know, sitting on the that street. That to me is also what, how does, how does this person feel? You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. You know, we're so busy walking up the street, rushing up the street. Staring straight ahead or looking down at the ground, you know, and just making absolutely no human contact whatsoever. And yeah, how did we make them feel? Terrible. Terrible. Ignored. It reinforced that, you know, they are useless. Uh, Whatever self-esteem issues are, you know, they're having. Not that our job is to make everybody, you know, have good self-esteem, you know, but, um, you know, so memory, memory is incredibly dynamic. You know, um, and because they're inherently dynamic, they change over the passage of time uh, as new experiences. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes. It'll either build on the new experience or, you know, it will, will uh, you know, intensify the, the old experience. As I said, that turns into a really big problem when it comes around to uh, having somebody be a witness. And there's a long time between the events. Sure. You sure. know, of testifying. So on that note, I think we'll just pull back here and take two minutes and we'll be right back after these commercials. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. 
We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Just before we get to the magical 1111 piece, uh, we'd like to wrap up uh, sort of our salute. And uh, I'm going to read uh, in Flanders Fields. Mm-hmm. In Flanders fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky, the larks still bravely singing, fly scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you, from falling hands, we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders Field. It's beautiful. Such a beautiful poem. It's very really powerful. Beautiful. Very, very powerful. So yeah, that is powerful. our Thanks salute. for reading that, Gord. And, oh, it's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, that's our salute to our Canadian military, past, yes. present, and future. Yeah. Um, now... Let's look at this 1111. This is really interesting. That uh-huh. the armistice in World War I was actually signed at the 11th hour. Not signed. It came into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th okay. day of the 11th month. It's amazing. Yeah. In 1918. Now, what, where did they come up with this date? Somebody had an opening in their calendar. Said, hey, look, I got 11 o'clock opened on the 11th. You know, um, you know it, it, because it's very magical. And it's become very, 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 very. Absolutely. You know, um, now, I'm not a, a numerologist in any way, shape, or form. I know it's a master number. Mm-hmm. I know you don't add it to come up with, you know, the way you add all these numbers together. If you've got an 11, you're standing with the 11. Um, but the 1111 is kind of interesting. You know, I, I see them like they're all getting together and like, all right, when are we going to make this effective? You know, some little sweet Scottish medium comes in and says, <laughs> she's comes in, in the back door and she said, I'm going to tell you boys when you're going to do it. Um, it's <laughs> going to be on the accent. 11th of Such the 11th of the 11th. Now just do it. <laughs> um, and boom, she's gone. Um, <laughs> That's such a good accent. <laughs> when you're growing up with Scottish mediums in your family. Um, <laughs> But, you know, anything that I've been reading about it and, uh, you know, it's like it always has a good outcome. You know, that's the thing. Now, what's interesting, why, why 
why would this be important? Why would I say a media might be involved here? Okay, listen, our Canadian prime minister mm-hmm. from, he was, he was prime minister from 35 to 48, I believe. Okay. Like 13 years, he was the prime minister. And that's William Lyon Mackenzie King. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, he is the only prime minister to ever earn a PhD uh, wow. from Harvard. Uh, wow. In a survey of scholars in 1997, the Maclean's Magazine did ranked, ranked King first among all of our prime ministers ahead of Johnny uh, MacDonald or Wilfrid Laurier, believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't well-liked. But they yeah. really respected him. He was cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was cold. He was mama's boy. Yeah. But he surrounded himself with mediums. Really? That's incredible. Yes. He, it was very kept secret. Nobody uh-huh. disrespected him in terms of, you know, letting it out. He attended and held seances uh, at 24 Sussex, the prime minister's residence, to stay in touch with colleagues that were departed and his mother. And they wow. gave him directions to run this country. And he, he was our, our war prime minister. He did very well. You know, until That's sort of amazing. Wilfred Laurier actually was, was who uh, finally, finally beat him. He was a liberal uh, uh-huh. uh, king. Uh, but yeah, his mother, he was a mama's boy. He never married. Um, but he was very attached to his mother. To the point that of like, so actually interesting. You know, listen, Nancy Reagan. Yes. She had an astrologer on staff as, you know, especially as, you know, Ronald Reagan's mental faculties were in decline at the end really? of his, his uh, uh, time period. He had Alzheimer's, very yes. unfortunately. Uh, yes. But Nancy Reagan wasn't going to let anything tarnish his reputation. And, you know, so like the good wife that she was, just say no. Uh, she brought in an astrologer. There was a huge outrage when people found out about it. But I thought I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. But I think yeah. I love this idea of actually utilizing and being open to these other sources of information instead of just thinking the ego knows it all and it's all written, you know, fact. And it's it's like, wait a minute, we have to harness this energy around us Absolutely. and get some get some input from other other. Yeah, you know, have some humility, I mean, right? It's, uh, King has a PhD. From Harvard, you know, he's a thinker, yet he's really, really open. But see, that's That's where I find if someone is, you know, what I would call educated, doesn't matter whether they went and got a PhD or have a bazillion letters behind their name, but it's that sense of curiosity, being open, being willing to see something differently and also trusting you know, what, what you feel and, and, you know, some of these things I think that act out, we see it in nature and we can, we can learn so much, so much, but the fact that he had these mediums and that Nancy Reagan had an astrologer, I think that's very, very uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love it, you know, yeah, it's great. (laughs) It's great. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's really something you said, you said something important here that, um, People, people are, are losing their openness right now. They're, we're struggling so hard to try to get back to something, yeah. you know, as everything is reopening now. And, you know, we've gone through a, Ontario has gone through a very, very long lockout worldwide, you know, or lockdown, know. locked out. You know, the theaters are just opening, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they, they finally opened the border this week to uh, between Canada and America. It's been closed for 18 months almost. You know, mm-hmm. it was March of 
2020 when it, when they shut the borders down. Yes. Uh, for for non-essential. Essential, of course, there was movement back and forth, but it's it's still like um, as as things are opening, I'm seeing the theaters are opening and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's um, uh, it, I don't know. I, I'm seeing people try to get back to where we were, and all that does is just to say, have we learned nothing? Well, you're you know going back to your point exactly. It's a sense of where is the conscious leadership to say, hey, everybody, what have we learned from this? And of course, it's going to take years, maybe lifetimes, but to get a sense of how those the systems that exist no longer serve, they're no longer in alignment with humanity. And those mm-hmm. systems have to crumble. We have to have new systems, new ways of being. But when when we're already in a place of, you know, not being connected to ourselves, not being connected to the planet, then it will feel like a struggle, feel like a huge struggle, and it'll be very painful. So, of course, when we get scared, what do we do? We cling to things that are familiar. We go backwards. Or we sell our house for a million dollars and move outside the city. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, thinking we can run away from it. Yes. You know, thinking that we can somehow run away and escape our discomfort. And get back to where we were. Yes. You know, yeah. So, so if I move outside the city and move up by the by one of the big lakes, uh, like my brother is doing this weekend, <laughs> um, you're not going to get back to anywhere. You're going to actually create something incredibly new. Well, and new that might be that might be absolutely perfect and fine. But again, when we're looking at what's happening inside of us, right, that is where the real transformation takes place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on inside of you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell us everything. Lie down. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure any of us really know exactly what's going on inside of us. I think it's, yeah. a, it's a credible it's, mishmash yeah. of ups Our, and downs and joy and fear and sadness and grief, and, anger. You know, um, there's a, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm find it shocking half the time and disbelief and um, also, you know, a sense of feeling very puzzled. But I, I think that the big thing is that I'm starting very slowly to, I would say, dance with. It's not something that I've accepted is, you know, to make peace with with the unknown, with not knowing. So hard to right. do. I, I have, right. you know, I think that that is, if we could all be okay with not knowing and and still, you know, live our lives and we still have to show up and pay our bills and do things, but when we're so attached to a particular outcome, at least that, that's how I find in myself, that that takes a lot of energy out of me. And also, you know, I have huge disappointment, but also I become closed to other possibilities. Right. I become completely closed to, and to not trust again the universe because this pandemic has shown how do we trust ourselves? How do we trust ourselves? How do we become self-aligned? Because we know that the rules have been changing back, forth, up, down, you know, contradictions everywhere, up and it, you know, like all of this is, is, and it shows that there's been this chaotic fear. Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so of course, the only way we're, we're, we're going to feel stabilized is we have to go inside. It's very hard when, when people, we haven't learned that. We haven't had a system that has supported people to learn this. 
yet. Yeah, there's absolutely no system in place to learn this. No, not yet, not yet. Hopefully it will will come. Yeah, there will be. We're working on it. Um, (laughs) That they, the whole thing with fear is it collapses us inside. You know, any, any possibility of reaching out or, or, you know, experiencing energy beyond ourselves is almost next to impossible. So to get into something that's already collapsed, you need like the jaws of life to get in there, you know, to open it up and, and, exactly. uh, and poke around, yeah. you know, because it's already full. It's full. It's filled with fear. So how do we empty out that container? You know, that's a, uh, that's a really well, we, hard And we learn, we, I think, Gord, we've talked about this before is that yeah. we really have to learn about what it, what ego death means, what, how to face mortality. You know, most of us haven't learned that. I mean, people like you and I and people in, in certain professions were kind of more in that realm and also various spiritual traditions. But right. I think that's the, other, that's the other piece is if we're going to all live forever. And maybe our well, that's soul the elephant does. in the room, isn't it? It sure is. Sure is. That's the elephant in the room. We do not talk about nope. death. Nope. At all, you know. Yeah, that's the ultimate transition, isn't it? You know, and we I all imagine, like, I imagine yeah, we're going to go on forever, yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to go on forever. In fact, no, I know, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Been here, no. done this. Uh, you know, my grandmother used to say, "I'm not coming back here." I'm going to go to another planet, but, and I think, oh my God, she's going crazy. Uh, Isn't that interesting? That was her belief is that you didn't reincarnate into the same place. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So this 11-11, it can be, for some, it signals that it it could be a communication, angelic communication. It could also mean that a spirit is close by, you know, but it's like people are are kind of, we're supposed to watch, you know, and see where we see 11-11 show up, you know, in terms of, our clocks, our alarm clock, you know, look at your watch or your, your phone or whatever. Uh, but somebody, you know, said that it's really, it's an indicator of an increasingly powerful call to consciousness that's occurring all over the planet. Uh, that the depth of the 1111 connection would appear to be synchronized to our level of awareness and understanding of how fundamental the connection that exists between the physical and spiritual world. That is so interesting, especially that, the prime minister chose that number given, you know, just like the poem Flanders Fields around the remembering and connecting to people from the past. Right. Right. Really, really fascinating. When you see 1111, take a moment, just be quiet. Listen to your inside. Uh, Say a little prayer, state your intention, whatever your belief system is. Visualize your big goal in that one, one, you know, few seconds. Keep connected to you and the universal energies, and you just may call all of those things in in an eleven eleven moment. That's cool. So, that's great. That's great. And yeah. then, and then, you know, this Thursday will be, you know, I'll be I'll be making sure that I am um, quiet at that time. I usually try to set it on my phone, set an alarm, right, right. you know, right, so right. that I know. I, I yeah. Now I think that. Uh, the silence never occurs around eleven eleven, if I if I recall. I think, well, no, I I remember it was eleven o'clock in the morning that yeah, usually that the was morning. when yeah but on they, the eleventh. But the silence. What if they did the silence at eleven eleven? No, but they do the silence. That's what we did. We did the no, no, silence at eleven in the morning. But eleven 
11 minutes after 11. Oh, I so see. 11, I see what you're saying. Sorry, Gord. Your <laughs> <laughs> you're like, on the 11th day <laughs> of the 11th hour, of the 11th month, yeah. Yeah. 11th minutes. Yeah, that, that'll be neat. I think I might do that this week and actually wait until it's 11 seconds after the 11th hour. We're going to have to talk 11th. about it afterwards because people are going to listen to it after. Yeah. Maybe there's on. a way I can find also the 11th minute, like all of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and time it. You know, yeah. time when they do the the, the uh, uh-huh. uh, two minutes out. Oh, right. Good idea. Yeah, good idea. You know, that's a little more difficult, I think. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard to stay connected with one eye open and trying to be on the inside. But, right. it, 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 you know, this 11-11, it is magical. Um, I'm, as I said, I'm still forever going to wonder how did they ever come up with it? And I, I love reading history and knowing about it, but I've never read anything up on it. It's never come up. So somebody Great. somewhere is going to tell me that the river, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, maybe not this year. Uh, so, but yes, we can stay connected. We just have to remember to, you know, take that moment when you see the 11-11, that's your magical, magical time. Yeah. We have a special guest next week. We're going to be live with Marla Goldberg. Yes. Tell us about her. Well, Marla is what you would call a musical medium. And she's going to be telling us about her story, how she ended up becoming a musical medium. And she's also going to sing for us. And she's a wonderful singer, Um, does a lot of visualizations with meditation as well. And there's so much that's there. We'll save it for the show, but she'll be live with us on the 18th, which is fantastic. Yay. I look forward to it. She sounds very cool, lady. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that brings up this show. Uh, please remember, it's really important. We keep remembering. And we will see you next Thursday at 8 p.m. live. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.